0: everybody let's see if we're live here i got a good one for you today we're going to talk about what the adl is um how it works why they have power and why they have influence how to uh survive it how to not uh get too wrapped up what to watch out for as it crumbles there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pitfalls a lot of mines out there in the field then we're going to talk about uh mayor adams of new york is now becoming um His attitude about migrants has changed drastically. Uh, Elk meat is in the grocery stores now. I thought it was just North Idaho, but apparently it's everywhere, which is awesome. And I want to talk a little bit about logic and uh, what is a virtue? Like, what is virtue? When people talk about virtue signaling, what is that? I was diving into logic paradoxes this morning. And uh, I couldn't figure out if it was super interesting or super gay. Uh, what's up, legends? Hello, Finksburg. Hello, c I haven't seen Coddington yet. He's probably just being rocked to sleep on a nice hammock. Isn't that right, Coddington? Oh, you're here? So what's your problem? I just say wheels up like you do every day? You know I love routine, Coddington. Oh, and me and the guys are talking about possibly doing a festival like a smaller festival much smaller festival but still a festival uh, Ursa Rio maybe end of June with a big build attached to it So that should be exciting uh, Hopefully by then we can clear more of the forest have uh, we're gonna work out parking situation with some neighbors um, Maybe have some local musicians play some stand-up Um I just want to keep that culture going and I want to make it as affordable as possible for people. You know, camping is awesome. Camping is such a affordable option. You know, like I love the camping culture. I never used to be into camping, but I'm now really into it. Like the RV culture, the tent culture, uh, it's just very inexpensive. You can grill your own food, bring your own food. There's no hotel rates. It's awesome. Burning of the jorts. Coynton, is everything okay? You, you don't seem like your usual self today. All right. So uh, what is the ADL? We're good. Are all platforms going strong? I have no mail today because apparently everyone sucks. But uh, that won't deter me. It just probably won't be as long as a, of a stream. Under the weather, but I'm not being gay about it. Green lights. What are you under the weather about, Coynton? What do you feel? Do you have a fever? Vox just kicked over the globe earth hornet's nest about the eight inches. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Vox is awesome, man. He's just such a fucking good guy. We had a really good convo today. Just such a good dude, man. Uh, so subscribe to Unauthorized.tv because my rumble numbers are getting dangerously high. You know, usually when people grow, they feel great about it. They, uh, Their ego grows, the hope for the future grows, but not me. Every time, uh, you know, my last two rumble videos broke 40,000 like that day. And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. So five bucks a month, guys, not a lot of money, very inexpensive, very high quality. We have our own private servers, an entire, uh, back order of, uh, of everything or the back catalog of everything is totally worth it. Of course, if you want to uh, super chat me to help me make a living, it's uh, PO Box 490 Sandpoint Idaho 83864. Only do it if you feel like I give you value. If I give you more than you give me is always my goal. So just always keep that in mind so that there's never any resentment. Just always ask yourself, am I getting a lot out of Big Bear streams? What would it be like if they weren't around, you know? Like when I wasn't streaming for five days, you missed me, right? Toronto Jew Bear's here, Denmark Bear's here. And so you're like, okay, there was something missing in my day, Big Bear brings value. What is it worth? I don't know, I'll throw it in an envelope and send it to Big Bear. It's super consensual and it's great because as the system crumbles, every single person that works outside the system is going to be accused of being a cult leader. It's one of the dumbest fucking psyops ever. So just really, really understand. I had gravy withdrawal. Yeah. Just be like, is it giving me more value than I give it? If the answer is yes, you're not in a fucking cult. All right? Jesus. All right. And check out me and Tom Barnett's stream yesterday. It was epic. We talked about, you talked about how he's 43 with no kids and he drives a Subaru. And you'd think that he'd be offended by what I say, but he's not. He thinks it's hysterical because, uh, He's not defined by me. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people that accuse me of being a cult leader want me to be a cult leader. And since I'm not, they're mad at me. They're like, I eh, mean, he's just sucking money out of the. No, I'm literally, I lose money on crowdfunds every single time. So just, I'll, I'll, I'll land that plane, but I just see it on the horizon. And we all know Big Bear is great at pattern recognition. Rumble rumble rumble, right? Way in the distance, you can hear every every single person that's going to do their own thing and finance it themselves with their audience is going to be ex- accused of exploitation by people that are fed by the beast. They're fed by ad revenue, you know, their commercials, their booze, their promo codes. It's like, "Oh, well, I I get to listen to this guy and he never asked for money?" Yeah, cuz he's paid millions of dollars by the system that wants his audience to be lied to and drunk. Who do you think is one of the biggest sponsors in the world? Pfizer. That's why they, it's fine. Everyone gets it. Trout Joubert. Bertari donation coming this month. I want the next phase to go through. It will, God, uh, God willing. Trout Joubert, if you're uh, tight on money, I know you guys in Toronto, it's a rough time. Again, if you're going to donate to Bertaria, don't feel pressured at all. If you're having a tight Because a lot of people are not having a tight month. Here's another thing. A lot of people, some people have low income and they feel really pressured all the time and stressed. You're not the people I'm looking for to donate. There's a lot of people with a lot of money, okay? That's the people. There's people that have plenty of money. They make a great income. They're very responsible people. And they just want good comedy, good community building. They want to put their money towards something good. I do that all the time. I donate to shit all the time. I donate to GoFundMe's, we'll have Amy do it because I'm not allowed on, obviously. But I'm I'm totally the type of guy that like, if I see a a noble cause or something good, I donate to it. And there's a whole class of people that can do that. Several classes of people that can do that. A lot of people that are struggling financially get tricked where they go, this this son of a bitch, Owen Benjamin, is asking for $1,000 for his Bertaria when you can't even buy your lubricants. Uh, those aren't the people I want to donate. I mean, if you can and want to great, but like the way that we never have resentment is if it feels like it hurts at all. And I, cause I know, cause Toronto's having a rough time with uh, rent and standard of living and all that. So I'm talking directly to Toronto Jew bear and guys, you don't think I want money from the Jews. I mean, we've been trying to get their money forever. I mean, they've been hoarding it like a goddamn dragon. But I care about Toronto Joubert and I care about all you guys. Well, not all of you, but most of you. So if it hurts at all, if there's any pain in giving 400 bucks to get to lock in the next thing, don't. Because I don't want you to feel that. I don't want you to be financially stressed. Trust me, there's tons of people and you know who you are right now with plenty of money, plenty of income, they're fine. And you know, a lot of them are blue collar. I know blue collar guys that make $100 an hour. So don't, so like there's people that can help. And those are the people we're looking for. Right now we need like 260, we've gotten 40 donors in the last day uh, to donate $400 and we can get the next batch of land. We're also gonna do a end of June, uh, smaller festival with another taping um, at Ursa Rio. Okay. And I'm going to tape another special. I'm in guys. I'm so motivated now. I This is what, this is my dream. So we're going to have a bunch of guys, like maybe 40, 50 guys come up and we're going to work on the last cabins at Ursa Rio. We're going to have excavator bear there. We're going to be clean, uh, uh, clearing and all that. We're going to film it and we're going to, all come up with bits like on the worksite. I love worksite comedy. And then I'm gonna tape it and we're gonna have local musicians and all that. It's gonna be excellent. Upstate Mama Bear. I'm not ashamed, supported the Ohio tour and donated to Ursa Rio. But then I built a house during COVID. Ugh, I'll get there. I want to. It's fine. Fu- I promise you guys, this isn't a hard sell. This isn't like I, I'll I'll let you know if it's a hard sell. I'll let you guys know if it's like we're storming the castle, everybody. We need money. Like, this is it. We have one week or we lose everything. I will let you know. This is not that. This is a long-term thing, okay? So make it very, very sustainable. It's so ironic that the word sustainable has been associated with this globalist horseshit thing that they're doing, but it's a great word. Sustainable. I was talking to uh, someone that I work with very closely because I think at first he thought... uh, he thought that I might not, not greedy, but like, I always want everything to make money. Okay. Like not, Oh no, not even make money, not lose money. But then as time went on, he realized I cut everyone into all my profits. So it's like, if I make money, I cut in everybody that, that, um, is part of that. And I'm very generous about that, but I don't like things to lose. And, uh, because then it's sustainable. Even if you're making $1, that's sustainable. If you lose every month, if you have a liability, it's not sustainable. And that's it. That's all it is. Ask yourself, is something sustainable? Okay. All right. Moving on. Good to see you, Denmark. Bear. Denmark, Bear, are you going to come to the festival next year? Everybody wants to meet you. And don't, and now we're moving on because, uh, you know, we uh we you know, I pat myself on the back for two days. We all celebrated how great the festival was. But let's get back to work. Let's uh let's do streams and not just reminisce about how fucking great we are. It pays back though, BB. My wife does that with her business and it always comes back. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, I know. And one of my friends taught me about capital investment. Like uh the festival, I lose money on it right now, and I actually understand it. I understand it because we're, we're building it, okay? So I get it. I instinctively don't like to live like that. I like everything to always be in the plus. You know, I was like that when I was briefly a landlord before I was kicked off Airbnb, that no matter what, I just didn't wanna lose each month because then I'd be gambling on the market. And then I'm right back to where I started. And I, I'm not a gambler. I don't like gambling. I don't like uh, betting on things. Hello, Taylor Bear. Okay, so we're gonna talk about what the ADL is, where their power comes from, why people listen to them, how to survive it, and what you can expect in the future. You like your numbers in the black, ironically? Hilarious, hilarious, I do. The only the only blacks I like is numbers. Okay. So, uh, so don't ever feel pressured to donate. That's why, you know, we're gonna sell the hour special for three months and then have it exclusively. It unauthorized um, so that I can, you know, pay some guys, make some money, all that stuff. And so it's going to be great. Uh, Is everybody in the chat? God, are you okay? What's your fucking symptoms? The only thing I bet on is the shape of the earth. Well, Vox just did a blog uh, post about how there's no eight inches per mile squared. Now, again, he made sure to say he's not a flat earther, which I technically am not either. Because it could be a giant ball. I, I'm guessing it's not. But I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just not the size. And, th- and then someone said, they're going to keep uh, changing the numbers. Here's the, here's the beauty. They can't. Because that's why they started changing the shape. Growing up, they told me that the ball of the earth was an exact ball. Like You, you couldn't even replicate it if it was the size of an orange. It'd be a perfect ball. And then Steele to Mike Tyson talked about um, how it's an oblique spheroid or pear-shaped because there isn't eight inches per mile squared. You can measure it. It's a fact. It's kind of like when Vox took apart evolution and he looked at the math around mutations being uh, basically widely accepted by the species. They just keep adding years, but they wouldn't give a rate. They wouldn't say like how long it takes for a um, beneficial mutation to be adapted throughout the entire species because they've never even thought about it because it's all horseshit. Eight inches per mile squared is the curve on the ball that they've said we're on. They can't just keep making the earth bigger. Like uh, they just went from 14.7 billion years for the age of the universe to 27 billion years. They just doubled it, no one cares. They do it because the math isn't working. And so they just keep moving the goalposts. They do it forever. It's like that with the, uh, the national debt and all this shit. They just, just inflate, inflate, inflate the numbers so that no one can, when, when you catch someone in a lie, just inflate it. This is why the ball is such a, is such a, uh, pain in the ass for these people is you can't inflate it. It's 23,000 miles around the equator. That's the, Fox's debate with J.F. Garrett P. is mind-blowing. Watch it if you have not yet. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, J- J.F. is like, Mr. Vox Day. Mr. Vox Day. <laughs> Black hole coming for us too, allegedly. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no asteroids. I mean, yeah, you'll see them in the sky, but no one, no one ever lives like anything's going to fall on them because it never happens. The problem isn't round or flat. It's the fact that science pretends to have all the answers. Yes, I I am not making a claim about any shape of the earth. And I don't have to. It's not up to the skeptic. The one questioning the science, which is part of science. Science is about rigorously testing uh, the claims. Does not have to have the answer. If you make a claim that we're on a spinning ball and your proof is NASA images and uh, ad hominem attacks and uh, appeal to consensus, appeal to authority, all the nonsense, uh, I get to call bullshit and I get to ask for evidence. And your evidence is not, well, you show me. I don't have to. If, If someone says, I have a vaccine and this will cure you of COVID, and I say, you have not proven to me that that vaccine will do anything positive to me, and they go, well then, where's your vaccine? And I go, I'm not a vaccine maker. What the fuck do you mean? Like imagine if I go into a store and I'm buying a pair and I know this is so obvious, but it's not obvious to everyone and I'm gonna slow it down and I'm gonna explain it to people so they don't keep getting tricked. If I go into a pants store and I say, I'm looking for a pair of pants and they're like, here's your pants. And I go, I don't like those pants. And they go, then where's your fucking pants? I'm like, I'm the customer. I'm the customer of your claim. I'm not buying it. You have not sold it to me. That does not mean I have to have the solution. There's no way I can tell you where we're standing. And yes, it could be. A, that's the thing is some flat earthers refuse to believe that it could possibly be a ball. I'm not in that. I tend to not believe it's a ball because I don't understand gravity and I don't think, oh, you don't have understand gravity. Jump up a building, dipshit. <laughs> I don't understand how things can stick to something like that. It just, it hasn't been proven to me or explained outside of Einstein's syphilitic rants. Um, so I don't, under, I, I can't understand how a ball would work, but it could. It's just definitely not uh, the size they claim. Okay. Um, moving on. So we're going to talk about the ADL. The ATL is called the Anti-Defamation League. It started when an alleged pedophile was hung by a uh, village. His name was Leo Frank. And Leo Frank apparently was accused of uh, killing and raping. He was uh, an owner of a factory, I believe it was Pencils. And there was a girl working there, her name was Fagan, I think, Mary Fagan. And she was uh, raped and murdered. And uh, everybody thought it was Leo Frank. There was a lot of evidence against Leo Frank. He claimed it was just a black guy. It was down South, the, uh, the Southerners hung Leo Frank, even though he was found not guilty or something, because they all knew it was him. And someone pointed this out, if you have turn of the century Southern whites not hanging the black guy, it means it definitely was not the black guy. So then the Anti-Defamation League uh, emerges because their whole goal is to stop Jewish uh, criticism. Because they believe that Leo Frank was innocent, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it sure as hell seems like a lot of people thought he uh, raped and murdered a young girl and the black patsy they tried to pin it on. No one believed. And guys, back then, people were pretty quick to hang black people. So uh, the fact that they didn't means it was not looking good for old Leo Frank. And uh, and so Anti-Defamation League comes out and their whole thing was to stop. And I understand it. Let's play a little devil's advocate. And I do mean devils. That there there is an ability of the townspeople to go crazy. It does happen where they have a scapegoat. And sometimes the scapegoat is a group of strange people from a strange land that people don't understand. That might be the Jews. Didn't the KKK also say it wasn't the black guy? Yeah, it definitely wasn't the black guy. I mean... Guys, everyone wants it to be the black guy. So anyway, um, so I understand if there's a group that starts to emerge that, um, that wants to keep an eye on scapegoating the strange people, you know, because it's one thing to blame crimes on someone. It's another thing to blame your problems on them because they're different than you. And I can understand how that worries Jewish people because they are a little odd and different in a lot of ways. They read backwards. Like the, they, their rituals are odd. The dick clipping, the small hat, uh, long sideburns, you know, very odd behavior. They stick with each other. You know, they end up in positions of influence and power. And so it's very, rumbles down. Coynton! 9-10. So let's just give them, yeah, Rumble down for me also. Unauthorized.tv is perfect. Did they just delete my Rumble? I, I think I'm on the verge of having my Rumble deleted. I don't want to like manifest that, but um, they're, they're definitely, because it went from 43,000, 43,000, 43,000, 14,000. And then now it's, I'm on Rumble right now. Yeah, but they're being tricky. They're definitely being tricky. They're limiting the live numbers. I'm telling you guys, it's, uh, it's brewing. The deplatforming on Rumble for me is absolutely brewing. So unauthorized.tv, it's, guys, $5 a month is not an ask. It's, $400 is an ask. $1,000 is an ask. If you want to be a donor, that's an ask. And I will acknowledge that. But if you see the big picture, it's great. Yeah, 660 watch. Yeah, yeah, they're pulling some maneuvers. We typically have 1,200 watching. I'm not buying it at all, okay? Weird Rumble is still down for me. I refresh. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna do a thing where they're gonna have, because they don't want to just delete me because their entire brand is free speech. So if they delete me, it'll create the Streisand effect, blah, 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 blah. So what they're gonna do, which they always fucking do, is... um. They, they'll like algorithmically put me in a ghetto. So they're like, like they'll just knock off half the people watching and then they'll just try and limit the viewership without me being able to make a claim. And then they'll say, oh, look, no one likes Owen Benjamin anymore. Okay. So again, and, and here's the irony. I'm about to explain to you why Jews are not your enemy and why you should be very wary of the the boot kickers right now that have not explained what they want to do. Rumble, li- just fucking listen, Rumble. Listen, okay. I'm your best buddy right now. Rumble back, okay. Just fucking listen. I know whatever censor, whatever Zionist censor is listening right now, listen, okay. I'm not rabbling up the crowd because they're gonna be getting very very uh, paranoid. Okay, all you people out there, and I'll leave all the names out, doesn't matter. You know who the people are that are blaming everything on the Jews. Synagogue of Satan, and Jew, 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 everything's a Jew, the Jew, Jew train. Really ask yourself, what are they proposing? What is their behavior? What would life look like if they were in charge? And if you have no idea, be very wary of them, because you don't know what they're capable of, okay? Okay? Like ask yourself, cause that, this is why the bears are so great and not to, uh, not to, uh, blow smoke or anything, but you know what we're into. We have a culture. We have things that we propose. You know what we like, you know what we want to do. You know what our words mean. You know what are we want from the future, a hill to grow on family is wealth. You know, my bike was stolen in 91. Like everybody knows. Okay. The boot boys, you don't know what they want. They just know. They're like, the Jews are censoring. The Jews control this. And we'll explain to this. I'll explain to you what uh, that there is accuracy in Jewish power and all that. And I'll explain to you how the ADL works and all that. But they haven't pitched you yet what they are want to do. When someone says I'm being censored, ask them, what is it that you want to say? Okay? What are you... I want freedom to do what? Okay, that's a fact. Because I've been down all these roads and really, you know, there's 66 on Odyssey. Nice. That's hilarious. Odyssey seems good. Unauthorized is the best spot, though. Uh, I think a lot of you guys are currently watching on Unauthorized. Um, But anyway, so... I've explained to people how to not hate Jews, like how to not blame your problems on the clip dick, you know? And then people go, oh, don't you know? Don't you know what they're doing? Don't- yeah, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. But getting mad at them or or following people that are defined by what they're not is a problem. And we're going to get into logic fallacies and paradoxes today and how to figure out what a not-not is, <laughs> right? I was, I was geeking out hard today about... Um, about paradox is like, this statement is false. I love that shit. Cause if it's true, it's false. If it's false, it's true. It's a paradox. You know, I was, I was thinking about set math, math uh, mathematics, mathematics around the concept of a set. And then, you know, what is in a set? All cats in the world in a set. You know, all sets in a set. All sets that do not contain themselves. And you run into a paradox. I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but paradoxes are fun for me. And, uh, you know, they're fun logic things. Oh, Sukkot is about three weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, because w- what it is, there's a lot of Jews right now that are holding the bag for a bunch of criminals. So what is the ADL? So the ADL, I believe, is the mouthpiece and the whipmaster, like the, the, the guys whipping the, the slaves in the field for the agenda of the cabal, like the um, cartel. We can call it a cartel if that's less triggering, Because I'm talking to Jews right now. Because you guys are not in the position you think you are. Huge wealth consolidation, crushing, getting all this technocracy, so much control, so much data, blah, blah, blah. But you've never been more vulnerable. Okay? So the noticing of the ADL is becoming very obvious. Everybody's seeing it. Even Elon Musk is threatening to sue the ADL. When we sued Patreon, their opening offer was a donation to the ADL in my name. Swear to God. They said, uh, we will donate $25,000 in your name is their offer. And we th- said, uh, what the fuck? Here's a little video that uh, Kaj just sent me. You seeking, Seven can, days I ask, can I
1: ask a, a question? Because I sure. know this has been a critique of of, 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 of your organization and, is, and of many. Were you seeking to have some kind of either role at Twitter or any kind of uh, donations made or other things no i only say that because there have been folks who've looked at these situations and felt that they were being sh- you know shaken down look i think l- l- let me be honest about that right i think it is a sort of anti-semitic trope to suggest when jewish people express uh, a degree of outrage over anti-semitism that somehow that's a shakedown because jews are greedy that sounds to me I'm, and i and look, i'm not that. I'm, so I'm, I'm not even that. trying to I, i'm just saying that that is the occasionally look. you hear the critique uh, among uh not-for-profits in certain cases that are involved in certain causes That talk to companies and they you you hear it from from, from leaders who say i feel like i hear that
0: but like my view on all of this we've talked about this before on this show i don't believe in and this is really to you joe i don't believe in cancel culture i believe in council culture so someone makes a mistake you help them fix it so what we've tried to do over the years with twitter with youtube with facebook and all of its platforms with okay so you see the rhetoric Council culture. I help him fix it. That means you're the arbiter of truth You know and you're not and no one wants you anymore. Everyone hates it So the shakedown thing is absolutely true. They say we're gonna get you kicked off all your platforms If you don't Uh, you know stop hate and what stop hate means is stop noticing crimes Okay, stop noticing the destruction of the food supply destruction of nation destruction of family unit. Okay, We all get it, and watch this. And before I really, really dive in, uh, this is a liberal black mayor of New York. Listen to this guy, this is Mayor Mike Adams. Listen to what he's saying now.
2: And everyone is no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers, never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we get Ecuador. Now we get Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we get Western Africa. Now we getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We have a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you ask me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized?
0: Okay, so he's against migrants now, and this is a funny meme. When they send you a few buses of those illegal immigrants you said you wanted and it's Mayor Mike Adams slowly morphing into Ed Norton from uh, American History X. Okay, so I made a post about this, and it's, it's a fact. So these things are coming. Now, how controlled are they? You know, I don't know. but I'll, and, and don't think it's just Jews who do shakedowns. Al Sharpton, it's a mafia behavior. Rome, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's not unique to Jews. It's just that's the current uh, cartel in control. And I'll explain how they do it, how they can make threats. They can, you know, talk to Sergey Brin at Google and they can talk to all their, their Rothschilds that own fucking everything. And they can just, they can make a claim like, we will get you kicked out of all these things if you don't play ball or if you don't give us money. And people are not having it anymore because that's a soft influence of, uh, you know, of which has blowback. All of these things have blowback. It's not that everybody wants to get super gay and corrupted and all that. It's because they're afraid of losing any money or not being allowed on these platforms that they did not build. That's why, guys, I figured this out years ago. You only control what you create. You don't have a right to the Apple store. They made it very clear to me what I uh, where my rights really are. I do have a right as an American citizen to the post office. I have a right as an American citizen to the land I own, not the debt. Okay. This is why I live the way I live, because I know what I have, my, where my rights are, and I know what is a um, is a pleasure, you know, what is a, a comfort that they've given me and that they can take away. And before you think it's just Jews, ask yourself, what could possibly replace that in history is there Are there other groups that have done this exactly the same, the shakedown? Has the Catholic Church ever done that? Has the Catholic Church ever threatened excommunication, burning you at a stake? Blah, blah, blah. Of course. There was giant wars of the Protestants against the Catholics. There was horror you can't imagine. Okay? And so when I posted that, I said this. Because um, I want you people to win. I don't want to just feel good. And we're going to talk about what virtue means in a second. I said, when the liberal black mayor Adams of New York City says mass migration is about to permanently destroy New York City, you know it's the end of the road. I, for one, think this all sounds very racist, anti Semitic, non inclusive, and frankly, has a deep undertone of white supremacy. For those of you with vaccine damage, that's a joke. All of us who sounded the alarm early were persecuted, demonized, and fired from our jobs. And yes, I was fired from my job as a comedian. Lost my agent, lost my manager. Not allowed to perform in clubs, not allowed to perform in theaters, not allowed on YouTube. That's that's what happens when you cross the ADL. They, they they get in the field and they start whipping them. They start whipping and whooping the the buck, the alpha buck that doesn't back down. They whoop you until you break and then all the other slaves know their role. Well, I never broke. And when you don't break, the blowback is incredibly beautiful as long as you're not angry about it. As long as you're not seeking revenge, when you go on a mission of revenge, dig two graves, one for your enemy and one for yourself. And that's very true. The, the mission of revenge is very selfish. It's very, it makes you a bad dad, you know, like live for your kids. Don't die for anybody. Don't end up, don't act like an animal, live, build. So I said, wanting, um, So I, for one, will find it funny to see these poor bastards having a rollerblade out of the hell they made for themselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm not this like soft hearted, bleeding heart. Like if New York City really starts crumbling, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like it's it's the it's the world they made for themselves. They had a million opportunities to see it. They did nothing. They just kept squirting and that's it. Fuck them. But that doesn't mean we have to do anything to them. In fact, I highly recommend you don't. Wanting to maintain your culture and economic stability is not hate. Not wanting porn and sodomy shoved into your face every day on the street is not Jew hate. The chickens have come home to roost and the only way out is being very, very honest about what's happening and seeking tangible solutions. I have a five-year head start on on most of you. You may wanna start listening and stop screeching, all right? That was Twitter. I don't have a five year head start and a lot of you guys on the other platforms, but on Twitter, I sure as fuck do. And so what so how did the, the way the ADL works is you have a network of people and they're all identified as the same group. Now you might say, well, these are the atheist Jews. Yeah, they're, I don't even they, they say they're Jews and they're not Jews Is they, you know, the Bible describes that. And they have this secular utilitarian cabal where they manage the population. Guys, I'm honestly, I'm more into the devil I know than the devil I don't know. And the, the boot boys that are getting really, really mad at Jews are not defining what they want. What do they want? Do they want a Catholic empire? Do they want the Catholics to be able to determine everything? Like, I'd, I'd take the Jews. Oh, how dare you? Don't you know, dude, I don't. Am I going to be ruled by the Roman Pope? Like what? Okay. so anyway, the way it works is this. You see what they have control over, which is, uh, you know, majority shares of Apple, majority shares of Google, majority shares, blah, 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 blah. All of these public companies that are owned and and puppeted by people with their that own the shares, Rothschilds, people like that. And they have a plan and mission for the world. And if you go against that, uh, they will kick you out of their system that they created. And they have every right to do that. It doesn't feel fair, but it it's it is fair. I we have the right to kick people off Bertari Times app that don't want to follow our rules. Their rules, in my def, in my opinion, are satanic. If you want to speak against porn, if you want to promote um, uh, nations like homogenous nations without constant immigration. If you want to keep uh, sodomy out of the public square, if you want to make fentanyl illegal, all the, you know, what, like what I want, what, 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 do you guys want? They call that hate because it goes against their, uh, agenda. Their agenda is an agenda of depopulation. Uh, what I consider hell, you know, and they have a right to do that. They built that. And a lot of people want to go along with that. And you have to accept that you can't commit murder because they built a system. Okay. So what is the option? How do you win? You win by you, you notice just like you noticed that. So if Twitter doesn't want to kick off me and all these people for their own reasons, you know, I think it's nefarious. I think they're using people like me to program their AI and all this stuff. I don't think that they're Elon Musk is this beautiful angel but it is what it is. And then you have the, uh, um, the, uh, you know, the, the, those who call themselves Jews are nervous about it or they want to, uh, tighten the Overton window, control dialogue, keep everyone in line. And so what's their threat? Cause people say, what is the ADL? They don't have an army. You know, they don't have any force. They don't have hard power. They have soft power. What does that mean? It means Jonathan Greenblatt can call up Sergi Brin or call up cook or call up any of these other people and say, we don't uh, um, kick them out of the app store. So Twitter has now been identified as hate and you can say that's so unfair. I mean, look at all these other things that do so much worse. It's like, you know, as you, I'm still on Twitter, which is good. So I'm going to say N word instead of the real word, even though philosophically that's ridiculous, but I, I just want more people to hear this, you know, on my Wikipedia, it says I called Barack Obama the N word. And everybody acts like it's this big thing. Barack Obama is a genocidal murderer. Okay, that's a little more offensive. He is a criminal. He is a homosexual. He is a vile, anti-human ghoul of a man. All right? The last thing that matters is what I call him. But if you're identified as hate, it's not hate to overthrow Gaddafi and kill millions of people and start a open-air slave system and you know, in Algeria and Morocco and all these places that were functioning fine to them because that's their agenda. Okay, that's their call. And frankly, I see it as all a massive opportunity because because they're wrong. (laughs) And so soft power will show you who's under their jurisdiction. We are in a culture war. It is and we can strategize and look at the board like a chessboard, like it's a real war. Oh, they've taken Los Angeles, retreat to Missouri. Oh, we lost a good commander in the Jort Wars, blah, blah, blah. We are in a culture war and I'm a general in this culture war. So I can tell you what's really going on here. You have cultures trying to survive and there's this really cool movie uh, called uh, Something Machines or something. It's the same, it's the director Jackson who did the, the Hobbit and all that, you'd have these little nation states or these machines and they gobble each other up and they become these super machines. And, and they're like, they're literally, these little nation states eat each other. It's a fascinating movie. And it's like that with culture. Like, is your culture gonna survive? Okay, what's, what's one of the worst, as, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. If your culture is defined by what it's not, it's already lost, in my opinion. So if you're saying, okay, we, are, we hate the Jews. We are not the Jews. The Jews are keeping us down. Down from what? What do you want to be? Who are you? What are your values? And then they go, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah, but, but really though, like what do you do in your day? What do you do for fun? Like what do you want out of life? Like what are you promoting in your community? Can I see you guys interacting together? What are you? Mortal Engines, yeah, yeah. And if they're like, oh, we just sit around and talk about how the Jews are fucking with us, I'm like, then you're nothing. Like, if you got control, it would be hell because they don't even have a culture. The culture of the secular atheistic Jew is utilitarian. They see, you know, it's, I think it's psychopathic. Personally, I was talking to Vox about that where they want to break the family unit because it makes it easier to, um, to, uh, I'll show you this meme. Hang on one second. I got to post on telegram and then do it where, because if you have, if you, if you have a family unit, you can't move labor around as easily. So let's say you can make an extra dollar. If you have a male willing to move to five different countries in three years, if that male has an extended family and a connection to the land and all this stuff, he won't be willing to do that. So you break that, you de them, you, convince them they're homosexual, you get them on drugs and then they're very interchangeable. It's like really cold utilitarian, you know, belief system. And um and so you have that. Give me one second. This is a great meme. And so I'm not into that, but they have a right to be that way. Here's a I, who sent me this? It might have been flat there. Okay, so this is order versus chaos. Dude, I love this so much. One second. Okay, here's a pine needle made by God. And then you have uh, chaos. So the utilitarians see things like the bottom image. So you take off every single needle, you count them up, you line them up and you're like, that's the order. And I don't, I'm the opposite. I see the order as the function, the purpose. You know, what is virtue? What is purpose? What is good? You know, we're gonna get into that today. And so I like the natural world. I like the order of functionality, the order of this world that we live in. And the uh, the the people, the ADL, whip for like, uh, like the bottom image, the one where everything's tokenized, measured, weighed and distributed with the most efficient way to create profits. Okay. I prefer the devil. I know than the devil. I don't know. I understand what that is. The boot boys getting really viciously angry at Jews. You don't know what their world would look like. They haven't described it to you. The bears are describing to you what the world we like is. We like families, natural food, local supply chains. We like gravy. We like honest discussions, even if we don't get uh, get along, blah, 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 blah. We, We have a culture of sobriety. You know, we don't have a culture with excessive video games and pornography and all this stuff. So you know what we are. And you Jews listening right now, a lot of you guys are panicky and you're holding the bag for the people above you. And you're mad at me and you're scared of me or whatever, but just listen to what I'm saying. You know me. You know what my people are. Is it actually a threat to you? No, not even a little bit. If you keep suppressing us and you keep antagonizing people like us, the order, you know, like the order, the image on top, you're going to get the other group. And you have a lot more in common with them than you want to admit. You know, it's about control and power and scapegoats and victim consciousness and all that, that is a powder keg. Okay. Anyone who defines themselves by what they are not or who is holding them down is not in a position that you want to grow and raise. And I really would appreciate if any Jews uh, watching this right now would send this to your friends and family so they can hear this. Cause I'm no prophet. You know, I don't actually bat 1,000, but my batting average is pretty high. But the writing's on the wall, guys. You can see the increase in vitriol towards the ADL. Normies are mad at the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, the face of the Jews. I know they're not the face of the Jews. I know they're the whipping master, the field whipster of the Zionist New World Order that actually, on some level, Hates the Jews with culture. Now, there's several kinds of Jews. The Jews that have a culture, Yom Kippur, 10, all this stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I still find it a little victim-y. I'm not going to lie, Toronto Bear. But you have a culture, a way of life, a history, a faith, all these things. I find it confusing and a little weird, which is probably why you've been so controlled and MK-altered. But they don't like you. They want to bash it. They the, like the ADL's masters want everything to be broken down into these little bits and reconnected for the most. They want to take nature, turn it into garbage, extract square fiat currency and die. Like they're horrible, okay? Passover is kind of victimy. Yeah, but they also have they're not just You know, I find them a confusing, somewhat feminized culture, but they're not it's not like the people whipping them right now. They're way worse. And the Vatican is financed by the Rothschilds. Okay, the Catholics and the Jews have been playing victim grab ass for centuries. So don't think that the Catholic solution is to be good, like that that you're going to win anything. They just, they they literally run around a field going, I'm going to whip you today. Oh, I'm going to whip you back. it's fucking disturbed. That's why it's all about, you know, your connection to God. And I want to get into this. So I was was doing a deep dive on uh, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, and philosophy and what is virtue. And there was this uh, Socratic dialogue, or was it one of, or was it Plato? Socrates was in it. And uh, it was Euthyphro about what is virtue. There's this whole story about how Euthyphro accuses his father of murder because his father chains up a servant who beat someone up. And while he was chained up, he died. And they're having this debate about, is it murder or what? And Euthyphro is uh, saying it was murder. And Socrates is asking him, what is piety? What is virtue? Um, what is virtue? And um and this guy named Bentham, you know, you have Bentham and Cunt and all the I can't stand most philosophy. It's so special, boy. I, I can't stand it. But Bentham said that uh virtue is the most amount of pleasure minus pain, which to me is the ridiculous. Think about that. So if you have a a pedophile about to take a bunch of kids to Disney World and and molest them, and you come over and you cut his throat. Um, you know, to to help the kids. That's that's the uh, that's actually I'm not telling you to kill anybody, obviously. Okay, no, no, okay. You just you handcuff the pedophile, you hit him in the throat, you put him in jail. The pedophile is experiencing no pleasure, a lot of pain because he can't molest kids. The kids are feeling no pleasure, a lot of pain because they can't go to Disney World, and that is virtuous. According to Bentham, the virtuous move would be allow the pedophile to take the kids to Disney World. Because the kids get to see Mickey and he gets to molest a bunch of kids. And the damage won't really show itself until later in life. So it's ridiculous. So uh, Euthyphro says the gods, that virtue is what the gods love. And this is back in Greek times. So there was many gods. This is why I'm a monotheist. This is why I ran into trouble with the Trinity. Um, Denmark bear, don't worry, I'm not diving in. Because when you say the gods, there's many gods and they're always fighting like a soap opera. So who are you actually referring to when you say a pantheon? Because this is why theology and eschatology matters. When you come down to what is good, what is virtuous. And when you say um, uh, it's what God favors, it's what uh, the gods love. You're dealing with multiple gods. They are, there's no consensus. You can't vote on virtue because then it becomes abstract and not real. Um, I understand the Trinity is three into one, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I get it. I'm not arguing with you about it. But if, it's, if if three is one, then it's not really three, it's one. Three is the, a set. It's a mathematical set that represents everything with, a, with three items in it. So if it's 100% man, 100% God, 100% ghost, 100% God, 100% uh, son, 100% God, uh, it's it's really not three, it's it's one. And then they go, yeah, it's one, but three. I'm like, but it the set would be a one, like a set. One, like the abstract number of one represents everything that is one. Three is everything that is three. If it's three gods, it's a pantheon. And then you can't say what virtue is because you're appealing to three separate items. You go, but they're all the same. Well, then it's one. You understand? It's a paradox, like, this statement is false, is a paradox. If it's true, it's false. If it's false, it's true, right? This is how I think. I'm not actually emotional about the Trinity. I, I, I'm just trying to mathematically and logically work out what this is. So if you say, what is good? What is virtuous? And you say, it's what the gods love. then Socrates pushed back, because Socrates was a dirty little grabber, in my opinion. And I think a lot of ph- philosophy, especially Greek philosophy, was just a bunch of pedos trying to, figure out word games to get away with being disgusting. Honestly, I'm not into it, but it is a good question of what is virtue. And a lot of times people directly connected to God have a hard time explaining what virtue is because they just feel it. And that's how I am. And I know a lot of you guys are the same way. And that doesn't mean we're prophets or anything like that. It just means we're connected. Because if someone asks me what is good, I'm like, it's just good, you know what good is. There's, there's people that don't know what good is. And that's why they're trying to figure out what it is. They're trying to create, they're trying to create a, like like category and they're trying to like program what good is. And they don't know, they don't know like what would be good versus what would be bad. And as I'm trying to describe what good is, I realize it's fucking impossible. It's like, unless you say it's what God loves, you know, and then you say, does virtue exist? And then I'll, I'll get past this. Cause I know this is a, it can be gay and annoying, like to get too philosophical or too uh, logical and people can get lost in it. And it's fine. I don't, I'm not going to go down those roads, but just understand all you Trinity guys, my Trinity problem is not denying the words of Jesus It's, I don't understand how something can be three and one at the same time. And if you have a problem with that and you don't respect that, you can go fuck yourself because it's a valid concern. Like if three things all agree on the same thing all the time and it's, they're not three things, they're one thing. And then uh, forget it. I'm moving on. It it just feels very paradoxy and very confusing. And I don't think that, although paradoxes do exist in logic, I don't know. Anyway, I feel like I just kind of know what good is and it, and that, and you can run into self-righteousness with that where you say, well, it's whatever I think it is. That's a, that's a problem. (laughs) Okay. That's a problem because then you say whatever I think is right. And then you usurp the role of your creator and then that creates a tyranny and you can get lost in your own mind and your own ego. Right. Um, But you do just kind of know, because in the way I know I'm connected to what is right and wrong, and I know a lot of you guys naturally are, is because you know what's good even if you don't want it to be that. Like, okay, the festival. I wanted to make money on the festival, but I knew it was better to not. It was good and virtuous to not and to put it into the community. But my ego, my I am, wanted money. But I knew it wasn't, there. I knew the virtue was not that. Or, you know, all kinds of shit. Like sometimes when I discipline my kids, or I take something from them because they've been naughty and they cry, it feels bad and I don't wanna do it, but I know it's right. Even though there's less pleasure, more pain in what I'm doing, it's right, it's virtuous. And I don't feel good about it, the kids don't feel good about it, but you guys met them at the festival, they're fucking really well-behaved kids. Because it's virtuous to instill discipline on your children, even though it doesn't feel good. Okay, so I think that there are people that are philosophers, systems guys, guys that do these like they, they, you know, in law, and I don't think they know what's good or bad. I think that they're trying to figure out the utilitarian answer to what is virtue because they don't feel it. And the more you go down that road and you try to explain it, uh, the more confused you get. And this is why right now we're looking at the ADL, you know, ban the ADL, all this stuff. And part of me is very happy that this institution that is the mouthpiece, the whip, the, the field whipster, you know, like every slave master would have a, a Bravo. They'd have a Coddington to go in the field and whip the shit out of the slaves. That's the ADL. You know, they're the, the face of their, of the guy behind them. Like, like, coddington we'll go out there and ban people and do shit and so the ADL is representing the will of their masters about how they want society to go you know if you say this if you think this you will be punished if you don't you'll be rewarded and if and give us money and we'll uh we'll wet the beak and blah 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 and their power rests in their networking ability and their identity as a quote unquote Jew, even though they don't necessarily believe at all in God or the metaphysics. In fact, they're atheists. It's, a, it's just a mob, it's a mafia. This is why I don't directly fuck with them or threaten them and I actually wanna get, you know, be in the world not of it, render uh, Caesar that which is Caesar. I have no problem with that. You're always gonna have a mafia. You're always gonna have a collection agency. And, and anyone telling you otherwise is lying. They're trying to sell you utopia. Utopia means nowhere. It does not exist. So I prefer the devil I know than the devil I don't know. Because the people that are going the hardest at the ADL right now, I don't know what they stand for or how life would be if they got the whip. And I th- this is why I always tell bears what I tell them. And I I live my life the way where you know me, you know what you get when I'm in charge. You know, that Beretaria festival, I was a mini king of a mini nation and you got to see what it looked like. You got to see what our people are. The camps all had Jewish capos as field whipmaster, notorious. Yeah, totally. Well, there's that scene from um, Codsworth. Will you get me uh, Anchor Bear's music from that uh, My Dinner with Andre? It's profound, you know, and it's, it's not isolated to Jews. In fact, the Jews are very much um, into numbering things, uh, categorizing things, keeping things very, they're, they're, they're legalistic, they're, uh, they wrestle with God. That's what Israel means, according to Dennis Prager, was to wrestle with God, like to, you know, when they say you're not allowed to have pigs in Israel, on the, no, there was the law in Israel. You can't have pigs on the land in Israel. So they put their pig farms on wooden platforms because they're like, you said that we couldn't have pigs on the land, but we got it. We have it on on stilts. And they think they're getting away with something because they're wrestling with God. They're arguing with God. And there's there's something there. You know, to have that group of the catalyst, the people that, challenge boundaries see how far they can go and that's why historically the jews go too far and then they get smacked by reality and everything gets burned and they have to they're lost in the wilderness and then they start over and they do it over and over and over again and there's nothing you can do about it people have tried so many times to just like get rid of that and it just doesn't go anywhere they are a natural component it's like fighting winter You know, it's like they are because the more you fight them, the more it defines their culture. It's why they fabricate, um, they fabricate and create their own oppositions because it's part of their it's part of the whole thing. Same as the kid with the free soda refill. BB just set the new narrative to mainstream the upper hand morally too. don't ban the ADL, ignore the ADL. I'm going to force this meme into reality it's the winning strategy. And I know that uh, it doesn't feel as good, but virtue isn't about comfort. You know, virtue is about that, which God loves. And so then the philosophical question is, does virtue exist before God loves it? Does God love virtue? Like, does it exist or is it virtuous because God, because God says so? These are, these, are, uh, these are fun things to think about, guys. I'm not going to tell you all the answers because I frankly don't know, but I know that we are, there is a, a creator of us, clearly. And that creator has instilled laws of logic, laws of behavior, laws of prosperity versus laws of destruction. You can see it over and over and over again. And so you can feel what God loves. You can feel what God doesn't love. And, you know, I have issues with elements of the Bible. I have issues with the Abraham and Isaac story. I don't, like, the God I feel in my heart, I don't understand how he commands a father to kill his own son. I just, and I'm just being honest. You know, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't that's not the God I love. Like, that isn't, that to me doesn't feel accurate. Like, like for a God to tell a father to kill his own son. And I know he spared his son and he was looking for... I mean, you could philosophically argue that um, it's to show it's to show that what is good is what God loves, regardless of what you think. So the example of it being the worst thing in the world is the lesson. Sure. But at the same time, I if I wouldn't do that, like I just I don't know, it just doesn't jive with me. Um it will feel good eventually. And that kind of doesn't expire like instant. All right. So anyway, let's take a look at what, uh, what, uh, cause I, I can rationalize Abraham and Isaac and the lesson in that, but in my heart of hearts, like honestly, I don't feel like that story makes sense to me. You know, like why would God ask his, ask a man to kill his own son? That's like the opposite of God to me. And, uh, I don't know. And if anybody has an answer, I'd love to hear it because it just always, it just always resonated poorly with me. All right, check this out. Good is good because God says so. Yeah. Give me one second though. Let me read that because this is very interesting. Good is good because God says so there's no abstract virtue like justice or mercy hovering above God, forcing him to do things. I realized that, but God is present in all things and all actions and so I start, I will question the messenger of a command if it sounds fucking crazy, okay? I just do. I I just, I don't know how you could verify that God wants you to kill your own son, you know? And I do, okay, here's an argument. All life, my son comes from God. So therefore, uh, if God wants to take him, that's his, choice because you know God the creator and sustainer of life has given me my sons so they're his right but it's very sadistic and very cruel to say a father should kill his own son in the name of God I just don't like it I just I believe it was to test and reward Abraham's faith but I have faith and my faith screams out against that act I uh I don't know No, no, no. There we go. Let's check this out.
1: Why is that? I mean, is it just because people are, are lazy today or they're bored? I mean, are we just like bored, spoiled children who've just been lying in the bathtub all day, just playing with their plastic duck, and now they're just thinking, well, what can I do? Okay, yes, we are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred, you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money? And that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question individuals. it's an individual's it's all the time! somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no... See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man, my great admirer, the virus, a Swedish <laughs> physicist Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we are living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare, now, and that everything that you hear more now more contributes now. to turning you into a robot. When I was in Finland. I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington bombing to save the Redwoods. He's 84 years old, he always travels with a backpack. He never knows where he's gonna to be tomorrow. And when I met him in Finland, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York, yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I didn't different than our theories. He said, It's that way at all. He said, I think New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they built. they built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made, or to even see it as a prison he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually, for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. That we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Isn't
0: that great? It's just so true. They built prisons of their own, uh, they built their own prisons. My mom just sent me this. She said, to touch the soul of another human being is to walk on holy ground, Dr. Stephen Covey. And she said, we all walked on a lot of holy ground this weekend. I can tell my mom's still buzzing from the festival. All right, let me read some super chats. Somebody just told me that, uh, God, is entropy acting up again? Because the format isn't what it was. Remember when, when you had the format like it used to be with uh, entropy, God? Not that you care. It's only your fucking income. Um, does entropy work? Because somebody on Twitter just said that entropy stopped working for them. And uh, remember how it would be like a black background and you'd have like you have everybody's in a row? Entropy acted up last night, but the format is my choice. Oh, it's your choice. It's fine. If it's your choice, Kai, and No one's going to tell you what to do. You like the colors? That's fine. I'm just making sure it still works. All right. Mormon Rishi. But do you not think that if the Jews did not like how the ADL were conducting themselves, that they could make their disagreements and complaints known to the ADL? Jews 100% condone the ADL. Did Jews shape the ADL or does the LDL? No, they don't 100% support the ADL. I see Jews now openly criticizing the ADL and nobody cares. Um, and a lot of Jews are bonded by trauma and their ridiculous narratives of the Holocaust and being turned into soap and all their stupid—no offense, Crown Jeweler—but all their stupid fucking holidays about, you know, someone trying to hurt them, so they committed genocide. We squared, squared. That's what bond. They have this like trauma bond where they're just all stuck together, like. Eh. So it's all based on trauma. That's why humor is the fucking biggest weapon against it. So the people that control the and and they just keep shifting. Now it's the Jews. Another time it'll be another group. They just keep rotating. It's like. They just take whatever group is the biggest victim. They use them. They use them. They use them. And then when it's up, they just throw them to the wolves. And I think at this point, you should start thinking like, are we the next Muslims? Are we the next scapegoat? You'll see. All right. Um, a bit of gratitude from J-Rock Bear. Thank you. Duality Bear. BB, can I be verified as Duality Bear 33? Love the streams. Keep crushing. Yeah, welcome. Bud Bear. What an amazing, legend-filled event. We had a blast. No one is having more fun. The best is yet to come. For those experiencing FOMO like a homo, there will be an opportunity to purchase a Bear, uh, Baritinelia FOMO pack of event posters, stickers, and bears. Stay tuned. Congrats to Bright Visions Bear for the winning design. Yeah, those, those posters, man. The art was unreal at the festival. I didn't even know you guys were doing that. I'm pretty oblivious to a lot of the shit people are doing and man, that was cool. That was so cool to see. And uh yeah, we have the, the the beauty of being a donor and uh helping us make this is I know a lot of you guys will never be able to go. Uh but that's why we shoot it all as the documentary so you can see you can be a part of the whole thing and then also the the special because we wanna include as many people as we can, and we like to put out the documentaries for free. So, you know, when people try and claim that this is somehow manipulative or money-oriented, because that's all they got left, man, and they're gonna come at us because we're so fucking effective. Just always remember, like, what value, do you like the stream? Do you get value? Do you like the community? Does it make you feel good? Like, then we need to get funded, and that's reality. Like, we don't have, you know, we're not funded by pharmaceuticals. We're not funded by Netflix. We're not in debt. And, and that's why it's so good. And if you want to be a part of somebody actually making culture, like making something, not just being defined by what they hate, this is it, man. This is a, a major force in culture right now. And I'm encouraging you guys to make your own Bertaria cultures locally. Like, have your local meetups, make your culture, have your friendships. And then when we have these meetups, it's a confederacy of bears and really, really take advantage of what we're making here because it is a serious solution to the problems you see out there. And that's going to infuriate the demons. It's going to infuriate them and they're going to come with everything they got, these little whisper campaigns and anything they got. Fortunately, the ADL seems like they're pretty uh, busy these days with all their little problems there, but... um, Watch out for it. They're gonna try and get you to hate your own culture. They're gonna try and get you to uh, attack me and all that stuff. And just imagine right now being a Jortopian. You know, imagine right now being a Jortopian, sitting around watching Jim Bob do his 80th stream about the Trinity and how a- the AI and the Jews and you're nothing. Like what, what? And then you see what we're doing, and you're like. So then this is what happens. This is the natural cycle of things. Stay on this side of it. So then they get so fucking bored. They have their little, they're like, oh, I cannot give up Jesus. So they go to their gay little church events and they're bored fucking silly. After experiencing what we do, we have comedy and music and honesty and family and children play. They'll go there. They'll have their little potlucks and they'll be like Jesus with special boys. And they're fucking bored to hell. But now they can admit they're wrong. So what do they do? They watch every stream I do forever and they just, eh, hey secretly, oh, secretly because they love me. They, they can't stop watching. If they truly had their answer with Jesus Orthodox, how dare you? It's like, they, they would just do that, but they don't. They're still completely focused on me. Every fucking thing they do is about who they hate. It's like, and they're drunk and they're high. Look at their eyes, dude. Their eyes are like nuts. They openly drink booze on their streams. They're defined by what they hate and they can't stop watching me. Squirt, squirt, squirt because they miss me. They know that we have the most fun. No one's having more fun than us. Some of these like agenda-driven, lie-based little institutions, no one's having less fun. They sit there in their little place. They they just watch... uh, A gamma, low-grade male in a robe go on and on and on and on and on about nonsense. And they're just like, if we endure this, we go to heaven. But they're creating nothing. Nothing. They're just like, oh, bless you, Father. Oh, and peace be to you. It's not real. What we're doing is actually real. When you see another bear at one of these festivals, you're like, I genuinely mean peace be with you. Like we are having a experience where we're like feeling it. We don't need to be drunk. We don't need to be high. We're laughing our ass off. Owen's fucking killing it on stage. Anchor Bear's crushing. Telecaster Bear. You're just like watching Bud Bear. I can't wait to see what Next stickery does. Look at these designs. Oh, this food is so good. Oh, I have achy legs. Nighthawk Bear made this cream. It's fucking awesome. And they're just fucking phonies, man. They're phony balonies. One of my friends, uh, girlfriends were at Ursa Rio and she just goes, why does anyone care that you're making cabins in the woods? Like she goes, they're just fucking jealous. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, they're just jealous. When you actually see what we're doing, we're working our asses off for a community based place. And these fucking people are like, don't you know, I went secretly, oh, what is he's doing, he's, he's taking advantage of people, oh, he's a That it's like, fuck you, man, you jealous cunt. You make nothing. You're defined by what you hate, you bitch all day, you think you're the only person that understands God, which is like mind-blowingly arrogant, you know, you have no friends, everybody at your gay little church, you're, the only reason you even associate with each other is because you think you're this, you're like high on your own ego. It's fucking retarded. Where's your solutions? Outside of like, oh, well, the, the scripture is only part, the, the, the father. Yeah, you hate us because you ain't us, bitch. All right, God's word. super chats, please. All right. I'm starting to eat a lot more meat. Turns out Force of Nature meat is not just in North Idaho. I was feeling very proud of North Idaho, and I realized it's a, it's a national thing now, and the brother of the guy who does it is, follows me on Twitter and was uh, shouting at his brother, so that's awesome. That's someone being very constructive. meat is great. It's great for the weenus. All right, here's the super chats. BB, paying the gay way, I'm an electrical apprentice, and I've been bent over in a ditch. Handling huge pipes with sweaty Africans all month. Oh, Jesus. How dare you say, oh, Jesus? Only we get to say, oh, Jesus. Deus mio. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. We suck at life. Off-road bear. Paying the gateway for not being able to make it to the festival. Donation on the way. Nice. Superb bear. Artificial light leads to artificial behavior. Ooh, ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh gravy. Big Bear, thank you and God for all you do. I'd like to be verified as Brave Bear. Letter to follow. Welcome, Brave Bear. And my wife was saying something interesting. She's like, the moon's been out a lot during the day, and Jack's been pointing that out. She goes, should we affect our behavior by that? And I'm like, what do you mean, love? And she goes, should we just be like more mellow and like moon-oriented during the day and like take the time to rest? I'm like, sounds like gravy to me. Mel Bear, thanks again, BB, for bringing all the bears together for an awesome weekend. My daughter loved your show. The festival made a great family memory we'll cherish for a lifetime. Love it. Love it. And um, yeah, and there's all kinds of levels you can be at. You can be somebody that just loves that we exist. And you watch my streams for free on BitChute every day. No problem. Then you have people that want to hear your thoughts said by me or you want to pay the gay away or something you want to support directly. So you do entropystreamlive slash app slash Um Great. Or like P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint Idaho 83864. If you feel like I'm worth a little extra and you have extra, go for it. If not, don't. You want my whole backlog with niggle, myniggle.com. You can go to unauthorized.tv, watch everything I've ever done and all my specials and all our documentaries and Vox Day and all these guys. Five bucks a month. No problem. Then if you want to actually actively contribute to what we're building and you're in a level where you can do that, uh, Unbearables, I don't know, what is it? It's uh, BertariaCampgrounds.com. But every layer you can exist in and don't feel like I'm pressuring you. It's like if you're at a level where you simply want to listen and you don't want to give me any money and you're just glad we exist and I make you laugh, I have no problem with that. That's why I always keep my streams for free because there are people that are tight on money, they're just casual listeners, no problem. You like that we're doing our thing, but you're mostly here for the nigger jokes or the Pink Floyd, awesome. Then you want to be a little more engaging, awesome. You want to see my whole backlog, awesome. You want to actively participate in building alternatives to Babylon, even more awesome. But I just want to really lay that down because the narrative that I somehow am like trying to get poor people to give me all their money is fucking retarded. And a lot of times that meant out like there is a lot of Americans and a lot of people in the world that have extra income and want to be a part of building something good. They're not going to donate to NPR or the Red Cross or the Clinton Foundation or all these lies. They want to see what they're doing. They want to donate to something that actually does something with it. You know, most charities, most places you donate, 99% goes to the donation in the form of profits. That's not the case with us. I didn't make any money at the fucking festival. All right. All right. Charlie Berry here. More gratitude funds, Big Bear. You bring great value to so many. Such an epic legend you are. I truly mean that. Thanks for helping me navigate through the mire. Cheers. And doesn't it feel good to be grateful? I... For, the, for those of you that spent much time with me at the festival, like you could tell I'm not hugely into being praised. Like I, li- I like seeing people happy and I like that my stream does good for the world, but I'm not this guy that just soaks up praise. A lot of times it actually makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, I have people coming up like Big Bear. When I, when I first started listening, I was like homeless and now I like have a farm and a family. And I, I, I'm like happy you're telling me that. I'm happy to meet you. But I really am not looking for just like I'm not like a, a guy that's like oh I'm so great. I'm just anybody in the chat that knows me personally knows that's a fact. But doesn't it feel good to be grateful? Doesn't it feel good to say something good that you're happy with something? I highly recommend you do that. If you like the stream and if you just be grateful, be grateful to anything. Gratitude is a, gratitude is a superpower. It'll snap you out of the hell you're living in so fucking fast. And, you know, it's that would make you like Crowder if you love the praise and look at that slippery slope on the dumpster. Everybody that knows me knows I'm not like I, I get I'm honest to God. I get bashful. Swear to swear to God. <laughs> BB, did you get any? I stopped watching porn because of you this time. Yeah, but it was beyond that. It was more like, uh, it was like what happens after you stop watching porn. One guy told me, he goes, I was trying to have a kid and then you got me to stop watching porn and then I, and then we conceived a kid. And I was like, yeah, you destroy your sperm count when you jerk off. <laughs> All right. Speaking of virtues, gratitude is a big one. Well, hope and gra- hope is the only thing left in Pandora's box and gratitude is like the closest thing to a human superpower you can have. Be grateful for your day. You can be in an Agenda 21 box eating bugs. And if you're grateful, you're not a slave. You're only a slave to God. You want some gravy? There's your fucking gravy. Moho Hey Joe. Bathhouse Barry. Everyone knew Barry was gay, just like everyone knew Bill Clinton has herpes before he became president. Paying the gay away, one BJ at a time, asked Barry's chef on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, dude. I watched that interview just for the comedy of it. Like, uh, Gary St. Clair or whatever is fucking hilarious. He's like, I I was watching the television and I'm like, I fucking blew that guy. (laughs) Uh, And Scott Adams is like, if there's no physical cum, I don't believe it. Dude, Bathhouse Barry is like the gayest guy ever. Obviously, he's gay. Like, obviously, it's really obvious. When do you think everyone's gay? Because the president was getting his dick sucked and smoking crack. It's probably something we should have thought about before the entire fucking country collapsed. I mean, oh, you—the one of my teachers said that gratitude is also a bridge to love. It is. Okay. Still reeling from the festival. It was like a revival. I can't say anything more than what everyone else has said, but being able to meet you and so many friends was incredible. Thank you, Big Bear, Bunny Bear. Thank you, Bunny Bear, for your, like, lo- your loyalty has been very incredible. Lewski, it's a peaks and troughs thing with the Jews. They need a peak of hate to justify the victim narrative. And so the wheel keeps turning. Exactly. So the circle keeps turning. And you know what circle is in Yiddish? Kike. 3X combat, that's literally, kike means circle in Yiddish. Honestly, that's all it means. It means circle. You want to know why they're called Kikes because when they came to Ellis Island, they insisted that they would have a circle and not a uh, cross. If a Christian came in, they put a cross. If a Jew came in, they put a circle. Circle means kike, they called themselves kikes. That's all it is. Oh, really? So when someone's like, these kikes are running scams on us, they go, the word kike is hate speech. Are Are you sure you're not deflecting from the accusation that you're doing criminal behavior? Oh, really? <laughs> 3X Comment Bear. Oh, Jesus. Brainwash. Most people only need a light rinse. Candor Bear. Email jimmydirtbuckets at gmail.com. The set where the Nick freaked. Also, Grungy Blues is gay. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, I saw someone post a video with me and Grungy Blues. I was doing backup as uh, Ira. We're just riffing. They were doing their set, and I, uh, I just popped on stage. They asked me several times I wasn't being uh, pushy, but this is pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, we did. I was doing lyrics as Ira. I'm glad it's actually not on the internet because there's a I did a line that got an applause break, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, no, no, I just pull back because when I'm riffing, I don't know what I'm gonna say. And like when there's a live audience, it's more scary to people. I go, I don't feel like Satan, but the Bible says I am. <laughs> I was just like flow stating and then I pulled out. I'm like, I'm just gonna do backup singing. It's like, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Okay, I have no letters today, so everyone's gay. And I think I got to everything. So the ADL, I played that video. Um, Would you guys like to see two lesbians about to go to jail? Look at that. There's Trump and Fruity Rudy. I mean, guys, 6'3, 215 pounds. I posted that, I just said lesbians. And one guy goes, oh, you piece of shit. You have a worse body, and you're like 50 years younger than that. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I think a lot of these MAGA guys, if Trump asked them, they'd suck his dick. Taylor Bear, the festival was amazing. It was surreal to be around so many people that just get it. Indeed. And the suit was incredible. Can those pants get... Dude, they're like, they're literally lesbians. Look at them. (laughs) Hi, Big Bear Cod. Thanks for the streams. Anytime. Three Thought Bear. Oh, and also um, subscribe to the app, aptappertaritimes.com. 15 bucks a year. We control it. It's super clean. Uh, no matter what happens to me on other platforms, I'll always be there. And I'm Big Bear on there. It's a lot of fun. Really positive energy. Camera Bear does an awesome job uh, managing it. So I cannot say enough about Bertariatimes. Because I was talking to Vox, he's like, really, we got to get people at unauthorized in our decentralized apps because we both kind of feel it. And it might be a while, I don't know, I've been wrong in the past with uh, timing, but it just feels like things are going to start really clamping down. And I'd really like to see you guys in our areas thriving. And we keep it as cheap as we possibly can. So just know that. You know, for your private servers, for the amount of traffic unauthorized gets is not cheap. So five bucks a month for the amount of people we have. We can make it work. I can make a living. But um, just know that we're always trying to keep it as inexpensive as we possibly can. So, um, yeah. All right. He's built like a lava lamp. That's hilarious. They can't keep you on rumble for election season. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I really dial down the dyke jokes, I don't know. Anybody want to hear a song? Your comedy special will be a catalyst for a band campaign. hundred percent because it's, it's, it's a spell breaking assault and they, and they won't want anyone to go to it because they, they'll like tell people about someone who sucks and like bash them. They have a hard time doing that with me because when people go, they laugh and they're like, this is great. They don't want to like promote me anymore. ADL is going top-level war strategy. They're playing. I got it tagged first, so legal gloves off. Yes. Yeah. Mormon Rishi, no message, 1101, 1101. Nice. 2024 year of the profits. Dude, how about the fact we called 2023 was the year of the harvest? It's also the year of the cool, as said by my son, but it was the year of the harvest. We reap what we sow, and our harvest was amazing this year. Isn't that great? Um, Cred to Vox for not keeping UA super ideological I don't think he'll ban anyone for saying Christian nationalism is BS um, Yeah, I mean, don't be a dick about it Don't be like super aggro But yeah, he's a very, very fair man Very long-term thinking And, uh, you know, don't, just don't be a gamma about it though Don't like try and start fights about it But yeah, you're, you can, uh, you know, you can say your piece Oakland in the house. Good day to all. Great day to crush. Hello, Iron Man Bear. The tears of the jorts. The tears of the jorts. But 2023 was the year of the harvest. And we harvested at the festival. That was our harvest. We reaped our harvest and it was incredible. Don't be rim job. Yeah, Vox is really good at... That's why our motto is uh, the good, the true, the beautiful. It's really... He's really good about not being a churchian or super um ideologically intense, but also don't be a dick though. Like don't just run around talking shit. You know, you can respectfully uh disagree without being a bickering little asshole. You understand? Okay. Uh Oh, I just had an Islamic uh, thing here. One of my Islamic friends just said, Islamically, God didn't tell Abraham to kill his son. He had a prophetic vision seeing himself doing so, but the vision did not finish. It was not a command to kill his son, but a lesson of following even in uncertainty of context. As more truth is revealed, even after a choice, it seems to lead to hardship. Okay, That's, I, I understand that. A command to kill your son, I'm not getting behind and that might make me a bit of a noble savage pagan, but I have that in me. Just know I have that in me where I can say, uh, I can say, I like, I have a little bit of that savage in me where I'm like, if somebody command me to kill my son, I'd say no. But if someone command, commanded me to do hardship, I'd say, fuck yeah. I, I don't mind hardship. It, It allows me to prove myself of my virtue and character and it allows me to grow and learn no problem at all but it, anybody that that would command me to do something evil that i considered objectively evil um yeah islam seems to have a lot of good answers to the rough parts of the bible and i, I got a theory about that i don't even think it's necessarily that rough in the bible it's how church, it's how it's how poopy pants pope is uh as interprets it that's why i i mock um don't worry, Denmark, I'm not going to get into it. But that's why I mock hermenuetics and all that horse shit, because it's like the Bible really isn't as grappled as the interpretations of it have been in churches. That's what I've learned, and I'm not getting into it. It's not a fight. But I think a lot of the corruption came out of Rome. and uh, And it's all about like, so what he means is, and I made fun of the Catholics during my special and I hope you guys sleep deprived. I hope you guys get a kick out of it. One of the lines. Cause I, oh, I'm not going to ruin anymore. I do have a, a religious section. Seems like there's scripture that calls Abraham and Sarah an allegory. I could be wrong. Well, that's why I relate. Okay. Like the Christians I relate to are like Vox, um, uh, Wrangler star, like living men that have a living interpretation that's personal to them of the Bible. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's who I relate to. And those guys and me see very eye to eye. The Christians that I've had trouble with in the past have been the ones that are like, my church says you, sir. I'm like, then you're a faggot. And they're like, oh, and then they just start jacking off. Yeah, ninety percent of uh, gravel theology comes from church. Well, yeah, and you know right from wrong. Like you know that um, that it's like certain things are wrong. And okay, you can tell if you're being self righteous or if you have a connection to God's will when you don't even when you don't want to do it, but you know it's right. Like you know, it's not that everything you want to do is right. Where you're like, if I feel it, it's it's right. I'm connected to God. Oh boy, oh boy. It's like. Okay. Like, I'll tell you something about my life that I'm currently failing at, uh, being like ordered and clean, like clean, like keeping my areas clean, being more disciplined about, uh, my empty bags of grain, my, you know, how I set up my cow station. Like I'm failing miserably at many things in life and I know I'm being wrong. And my acceptance of clutter and, uh, and waste is immoral. And I know that and I, and I haven't rectified it and it feels way better to not do that. Like I'm just like, and I'm, I've gotten better at it over the years, but it's a hundred percent a reflection of my current immorality is like, I'm totally cluttered and I could, okay, so I could, I could be self-righteous and say, um, no, this is, it's like fun when it's disordered. It makes me more creative, oh boy, oh boy. No, it's its 100%, uh, it's immoral. It's immoral being fat, you know? Like I think gluttony is immoral, and I've lost weight, but I still need to lose some more weight. Uh, you don't want to be accused of having gay cow station in the coming times. No, I'm, waste, I'm wasteful. With, uh, with grain, with organization, like I'll do a, a shit, I'll do a terrible fix on my, okay, like I have a big circle of, hey, you can see that behind me, right? I'll show you a perfect example. You see that right behind me? That's, com- you see how it's like broken? I keep fixing it with like rope and like wire and it just keeps breaking. And I just have not put in the time to do it properly in like a year and it wastes hay which wastes money, which is immoral. And it's my own fucking sloth, and I know that for a fact, and it's really fucking hard for me to change that. You know, I can be like, um, you know, very selfish when it comes to organizing. I can just like go to bed and take off my clothes and just throw it on the ground, and then my wife picks it up, and that's that's not good, obviously. It is a sign of creativity. No, I see it with my kids. The oldest is super creative and messy, but the younger is super organized and neat, but relies on her sister for creative ideas. I know, but I'm not using that as an excuse. It's also super uh, artistic and creative to fuck a ton of chicks because you like derive, like you get experiences. You like learn more about women. It's like, it's obviously (laughs) horrible, you know, like being messy And saying you're just creative isn't, it isn't, I know it's wrong. Like, I know it's wrong to be messy. And uh, I'm super fucking messy. Like, I just, if it wasn't for Amy, like, I would live a, I would be very uh, disorganized. And disorganization is a sign of immorality. Uh, Like, one, some level of immorality. Like, that's a perfect example of something I know to be true, even though I don't want it to be true. Like I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing good. It's fine the grain." Okay. If I was better with the grain, I'd have to buy less grain and more money could go to building Ursario, right? And you're just being hard on yourself. I'm not though. It's a fact. Like if I have more resources, I can get more to my friends or I can get more to you know, like if I have someone struggling that's working with me and I I I can't afford to pay him more, but I could if I wasn't such a wasteful fuck. Um all right. Okay. We're still on the way home and I turned on the stream in the rest stop bathroom and BB just goes, you're a faggot. And there are several old ladies just giving me the evil eye. Oh, that's great. Jerusalem McBear. I can almost hear Jordan Peterson. No, but it's, I've just given you an example of like, of like how to test if you're actually dialed into virtue and what's right and wrong, or you're just being narcissistic is are there things in your life where you are not doing something that you know you should be doing? And you're, you can admit that. Okay, does anyone have a request for a song? Clean your room is never bad advice. Yeah, that's like Jordan Peterson said one good thing and that's his entire, and then a bunch of nonsense was clean your room. I mean, it's so true. Jordan Peterson is fundamental, is great advice clean yourself clean your room before you worry about the world it's great and then once people got dialed into his one good piece of advice he went on to rant on a methamphetamine fueled tirade where it's 90 percent lies for the next 10 straight years but big bear says the pope says conservatives replaced faith with ideology is the pot calling, calling the kettle a nigger well the pope will say true shit too you know, that's why they have these positions. They don't just only lie. I'm obese and love life. Yeah, I know. The night they dug old Dixie down. I don't know that song. I should look into that though, Iron Man Bear. You are you are a solid Bertarian donor. I'm going to start trying to treat my donors better. I, that's another thing that I suck at. I guess it's kind of cool though that I don't care how much money people give me. But like, if you're really active in the community, I should, I should really put in effort to like learn the songs you like. And like, that's something I need to work on too. Like really, like I should have called all my biggest donors. I didn't like, I should, I should actively show how much I appreciate people. You know, there's all kinds of things I can work on with myself. Sometimes I argue, I like treat my wife like she's a, like a dude when we're working on something together and it's horrible. Like, I'll, I'll like, like if we're like working on something together, I forget that she's my wife and I'll just like, be like,
3: what the fuck?
0: Like shit like that, I gotta work on that. <laughs> you show up every day, that's what you give us back. No, I mean, I'm crushing, don't get me wrong, this isn't a pity party with Big Bear. Like I'm mostly crushing. But there are things that I will be working on. Okay. Can I play Strawberry Fields? I could, but I'm not, zexies Because I'm not. gay. Mocking the Asian that donated 10 grand was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's super funny. But if we want to accomplish goals, it's not like the best idea that I like. I'm like, oh, I eat a dog. To like someone that helped us buy like three acres of land for the festival. I mean, it's super funny, though. I mean, it's classic Big Bear. But, you know, moving forward, I have to really think about like, how to accomplish my goals and not just constantly set fire to everything. (laughs) You know? Like, I love just being like, okay, my biggest donors, I'm gonna fucking rip on them and let them throw food at me. Like, that's crazy. Okay. Uh, Give me a song to play. Let's do it. Jan Tiersen, Amway soundtrack. Yeah, I can play that for you, Mormon Rishi. Yeah, like Mormon Rishi just gave me a bunch of super chats, so I'm gonna respect that. This is how we uh, we function in society.
3: Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green feel From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell Did they get you to trade Your heroes for gold Hot ashes for trees Hot air for a cool breeze Cold comfort for change Did you exchange A walk-on part in the war For a lead role in a cave How I wish How I wish you were here We're just Two lost souls swimming in a fish fishbowl Year after year They heard me singing and they told me to stop Quit these pretentious things and just punch the clock Sometimes my life I feel it has no purpose But late at night the feelings swim to the surface But on the surface the city lights shine screaming at us we don't need your kind sometimes I wonder if the world two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year running over the same old ground have we found the same old fear wish you were here we rode our bikes to the nearest park swings and kissed in the dark. Sometimes I wonder if the world's so small that we could ever get away from the sprawl. get bigger but our hearts get torn up. We're just a million little gods in this rainstorm turning every good thing to rust. I guess we'll just have to adjust.
0: Okay guys, I'm landing the plane. This has been a lot of fun. Give you an hour and 52 minutes even without any mail. I feel like I accomplished my goal of of, uh, today. We talked about what is a a paradox? What does the ADL do? What to watch out for? um, What's going on with uh, Adams in New York City? um, All kinds of fun stuff. And I played you guys a little musical melody. Super chat for asking a long question during a rant. Um, I don't know what you're referring to, but I appreciate that, obviously. Uh, well, shit," says Simone Poppy. "You mo- you missed it, Simone Poppy. Simone Poppy, this has been a very fun stream. It's been a lot of fun. I think Kyneton fell asleep. Kyneton, how high is your fever? Uh, what's a good fever song? I know there's a uh, there's good fever music, right? Listening to this driving through the Missouri countryside with Jackobat. Bat. Oh, you guys, Codsworth, what's your uh, what's your uh, What's your temperature at 133 degrees Adams in New York are all up to some shit. Yeah, they are caught. Are we uh, caught up fever by Elvis? I don't play Elvis cause I'm not attracted to men sexually. <laughs> Denmark bear says happy to see Simone Poppy breathing. Yeah. He, uh, he's allergic to mint. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on authorized.tv. Don't forget to send mail. I really like mail. Every single letter is, a, is like a new possibility in this world. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, BertariCampgrounds.com. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and bull, guy.